Welcome to the Wealth Ecology Newsletter, Week 42, 2016. Keep on waiting for the other shoe to drop and drop again, and so no surprises when it did again this week. It doesn't seem like every time the rand and the economy look like they're recovering, our beloved leaders surrogates, the Hawks, wake up and make sure that that doesn't happen. Why is the currency so sensitive? For one, it is a favourite with day traders across the globe because of that volatility. So basically, they can get their gambling high. Secondly, they know our hot button is the debate as to whether or not we're a banana republic. State capture, Gupta Gate, Nina Gate, etc. all feed into that dialogue. Yes, the issue around Gordon has to be resolved, and quickly, but, more importantly, the country and those that govern it need to start behaving like grown-ups. Business banks and other leaders have made inroads into this perception, but we've got a long way to go. Every time we have a wobble, the ratings agencies get to put their boot in. We could probably weather the storm and turn it around, as long as the West, specifically the USA, doesn't fall off a cliff. If we were to be rated junk, we are likely to be sent into a recession lasting several years. As much as it irritates us knowing that the ratings agencies pretty much aided and abetted the credit crisis, their ratings still matter when it comes to junk or not junk, if nowhere else. So what has the all-share index been up to? Having started to sail up to the 53,000 level again, we now back down to 51,147. Financial and banking shares have really taken a hammering, as they have all over the world. Be aware that these indices, the banking indices, are often a harbinger of a downturn. Resources are the only index that have really been bucking the trend, and the turnaround at the beginning of the year seems to be sustained. At 3,000, this index is still half of the highs of 6,000 of mid-2004. But the shares are now starting to creep back into unit trusts and share portfolios. The USA is completely focused on the elections, and if, like me, you wish it was all over already, thankfully it only has three weeks to go. As you know, I often look at the less common indicators to try and read what's going on here and offshore. The biggest problem in the States at the grassroots level is the massive amount of debt that has been created by historically low interest rates. So, you're basically paying back mostly capital, and not interest like us. Despite these interest rates, 35% of Americans have debt that is more than 180 days past due. In other words, in collection. That's alarming. This, in the middle of a recovery, it was a failure of all the Americans to pay back subprime loans that precipitated the Great Recession, and it appears as if nothing has been learned. The biggest problem is credit card debt, which unlike the official interest rate of 0.05%, is at a 16% interest rate, not far off from ours, frankly, and the average debt is $16,000, translating into 84,000 rand per person. This could be very ugly. The exchange rate ended Friday on 14.32 to the dollar, 15.65 to the euro, and 17.34 to the pound. In dollar terms, we've wiped out all the improvements in the month and are back to the same place we were a month ago. The pound has had its own problems, of course, Marmite Gate notwithstanding. We're still okay there and up on a month ago. Until the issues around proven and state capture resolved in the short term, and Mr. President in the hopefully not long term, currency fluctuations will be the name of the game. If you're going overseas, hedge your currency with a currency pocket even if you use your credit card when over there. Brent crude has rallied somewhat in the last week on the back of apparent cooperation 
between Russia and Saudi on oil production costs. Call me a skeptic, but I don't think this is going to last longer than a Siberian hangover. Brent crude is currently sitting at $51.99. At $50, frack has come back online, which will make the production cut meaningless. Perhaps the good news for us consumers is that this merry-go-round that keeps oil at around $50 shows no sign of abating. The first of my special topics this week is the wealth equation. Regular listeners to this newsletter and blogs, or perhaps my chats on Cape Talk, will be familiar with the wealth equation, basically. Income minus consumption equals wealth. You can share the burden of growing your wealth with your investment advisor, but income and consumption are entirely up to you. Consumption is the low-hanging fruit. This is where you can make an immediate impact. But once you've cut that waste and that fat, the only place you're going to make a sustained difference to your wealth is in the income. Passive income is possible, but not a cakewalk. I will be podcasting a blog on this shortly. Almost anybody can join a gig economy. A spare room on Airbnb, for example. If your smart little car with fat repayments is stuck in a garage 22 hours out of 24, what about Uber and hiring a driver? He or she could even take you to work every day. Make sure that the income that you earn from your day job is maxed out. Upskill all the time. Thanks to the internet, it has never been easier or cheaper. Now on to the next topic. Are you changing jobs next year? These days, more often than not, you have to change jobs to make a meaningful difference to your income, and hence your wealth. Before you make that decision and hand in your resignation, here are a few pointers. Speak to your investment advisor, or me if you don't have one, about what to do about your pension, before you mentally spend it or put it into your bond. The tax you'll pay on withdrawing it is onerous and wasteful, and the likelihood of making it up quickly remote. If the new company has no group risk benefits, find out if you have a continuation option on your existing benefits, especially if you have any medical condition or history that might make it expensive or difficult to get it on your own. Don't accept a counteroffer from the old company. Your loyalty will be forever questioned thereafter. Finally, always work on your personal brand and protect your reputation, even more so as you leave an old job. A quick note on gap cover. I've spoken a lot about this recently, but just as a quick heads up, if you're looking for gap cover in the new year, currently have access to a great product with no three-month waiting period, which is standard in the industry. Let me know if you want more information. Actions for the week. Just a reminder, tax season closes in a month. And while you're there, pick your tax practitioner's brain to see if your remuneration has been optimized. Medical aid changes need to be made by the first week in December. That's all for me for this week. Over and out.